Welcome to the Eternal Light Podcast. Join our Eternal Light staff as we aim to spread the light of the gospel and bring a little bit of laughter into your life with some good old Southern stories. But that's not all. We also sell Christian apparel and gifts online so you can show your faith in style. Go visit us online at eternallightco.com. All right, now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Eternal Life Podcast. How's everybody doing? Good. Real good. Good. I'm here to be a blessing. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, we've got um, kind of some of our team here. We got Aaron and Brownie and Macy, and then we have a special guest sitting in for Trent, who is at the beach. Loser. Uh, mm. Mr. Joey Hill. He is the senior pastor of High Point Community Church, better known as my dad. And Brownie's husband. <laughs> and me. <laughs> that was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Why? And my dad. <laughs> and my dad. Well, I was going to think of one more. I was going to say three. Senior pastor of High Point Community Church, something, and my dad. And my I couldn't dad. think. I couldn't think of anything. Co-host of a... Oh, yes. Of another podcast. Co-host of... podcast. Go ahead and plug your podcast. We'll let you. Yeah, we do a podcast here at High Point. It's called Sunday Gravy. It's kind of... You get to come to church here on Sunday. You also get to get a lot more extra on Sunday gravy. So if you ever sat through and listened to a message with a pastor and go, wait a minute, I didn't didn't understand what that means, and I would like to have a little bit more, that's what Sunday gravy is. So. A little gravy But that and a lot more. We have a lot of fun. So, yeah, Sunday gravy. Yeah, go check it out. But listen to ours first. Absolutely. <laughs> this This one is primo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess we'll start with you because you're the only dad in the room. First mm. of all, Happy Father's Day. I'd like to let you know that I'm the only kid that told you Happy Father's Day on a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Thank just you. You're so better than what, the rest. Sure. Um, so <laughs> did you have a good Father's Day? I did. I did. I was surrounded by family and food and taking naps. So mm. there you go. It didn't get any better than that. No, it does not. <laughs> did you do anything else this weekend? Uh, mainly just recovering from the beach. We we came back from the beach last week, and so yeah, no, I talked I talked mad junk about Trent in the beginning of this podcast, and we just got back yes. from a beach trip. I know. <laughs> I'm just jealous. That <laughs> we were there for a week. Yeah, we were. <laughs> it was and, nice, but it, I did recover Saturday too. Like I, I think I sat in a chair and read a book for about six hours. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you uh, did. Tyson told me he said. Um, he said, Mom was reading a book in the morning, and then I came back, and she was still reading the same book, like, uh, for the whole day. Yes. <laughs> and doing laundry in between. But I was just tired. Yeah. And I started the book while we were on our trip, and so I needed to finish it. And so Got to do what. that. Well, I just have the big question. Macy and Aaron, did y'all miss us? We did miss you. No. <laughs> we did. Okay. Aaron talked about I'm getting mixed messages. <laughs> Aaron, you could have gone. You had an invitation. Yeah, I could have. Because <laughs> the well, okay, we'll get to this in a second. But our first part of our trip was our student beach camp, yeah. and I tried really hard to get Aaron to chaperone. We needed another man to drive a van, but Aaron wasn't too game on that. I probably should not have 
mentioned that up front. Probably should have just said free beach trip. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but we'll save our beach stories for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anybody else do anything fun this weekend? Aaron, did you did you fish? Yeah, I did. Yeah, of I, course you did. There's not, there's, I didn't do much at all. I'm pretty sure Saturday I sat around and did absolutely nothing. Did you read a book? No. No. I, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that requires something. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I mean, yesterday we went and had uh, lunch with Cicely's grandparents, mm-hmm. a little Father's Day lunch, but other than that, nothing. Um, you didn't celebrate your wife's birthday? No. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cicely's birthday was yesterday, right? Yeah. No, we we were supposed to go eat um, Friday night with like a bunch of friends. Yeah. And she got sick before we went, so she mm. called it off. And well, you'll have to all. make it up. To I, her. Somehow I talked her into going fishing last night. And I was like, let's go fishing, you know, for your birthday. <laughs> can't can do that. Yeah, I mean, she went. You know, we should go for your birthday somewhere I want. Exactly, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Macy, did you do anything fun? We went swimming. That's about all we did. Um, but it was Riley's first time in like a big pool. She mm. had so much fun. She had a blast. Mm. Um, she's only ever played in like little kitty pools. Did she jump off the side? I feel like she jumped no, off the side. She, she didn't. didn't. No. Okay. Macy stayed it. in there. Macy's little girl is like, like the ours. bravest little kid I've ever she met. She is. She is wild, but she did not. Huh. Um, but she swam around for hours by herself with her little puddle jumper on. But oh. they're so cute. Yes. Those are cute. Yeah. My brothers used to have one that was like, it. well, it wasn't a puddle jumper. It was like, I don't know, it was a whole swimsuit that made him look like Superman and all the muscles underneath were the floaties. Oh. And it was really it cute. Was adorable. <laughs> it was that precious. Is... It was like a romper bathing suit. Yeah. Mm. I've never even seen one again. I haven't either. I don't even know where we got it. But they looked like they were muscular and they were. I I know we had Superman Mm -hmm. and they would jump in the water and stay stay up. It was precious. Yeah. If y'all ever find those, y'all just let me know. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and buy some. (laughs) Just so cute. Um, Well, anybody else do anything fun? I don't think I did. I just like y'all, I just slept and rested. And didn't do much at all. So, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll let Brownie talk about our devotion for the week. And then uh, we'll kind of get into, we're going to talk about some church camp stories today. Um, and uh, we've got quite a few. We got a few from this week. Yes. And then we've just got, you know, if any come up that you can think of, <laughs> and just talk about them. But, well... So this week we're going to be talking about, this is in our Eternal Light um, project devotionals. We're talking about Amen. It's a study on prayer. It was written by a friend of mine, Tiffany Wilson. Uh, she is, I mean, she is really a smart lady and has dove into Bible study and wrote this devotion series on praying. And one thing that she's talked about here is that God wants to hear our desires and our fears and our worries like he is he is big enough to handle what we have going on and so the bible repeatedly talks about getting alone with him and our example in this is of course how jesus conducted himself here on earth and he repeatedly made that time you know to pray and to be alone with the father 
and we need to be patterning our lives after him. And if you look at um, like Luke 5, 16, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He made that a priority. And so um, that's how we're going to gain our strength. That's how we're going to get um, the resources that we need to go through life. We align ourselves with the Father by spending time devoted in prayer. And so this week's devotional series has a lot of different practical examples of what to do. And she really does a great job breaking down different verses uh, that focus on prayer. So, I mean, I, I'm encouraged reading it, and I, I think you guys are going to be too. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think prayer is one of the hardest disciplines to practice mm-hmm. in my Christian faith, which really should it should be one of the easiest because it's a conversation with your Savior. But I do feel like it's an intimidating thing. And when anybody does a study on it, I always get excited because it's helpful. Well, it's so hard not to get distracted and your mind just wanders to other things yeah. and go down a rabbit hole. You start off with with authentically speaking to the Lord, and next thing you know, you're thinking, oh, I need to pick that up at the grocery store later. Yeah. You know, and you think, how did I even get here? How did my mind wander to that? You know, so it yeah. is. It's a discipline. And um, But, yeah, the study's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Anybody got anything on Amen. Oh, Tiffany's in the Sunday Gravy podcast. She is. She fit, you know, slips in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look at us. Everything's just, just, our circles are colliding. Just weaving in and out. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, um, it's my favorite part of the week, or the week, the podcast. Story time. I know. (laughs) So, um, does anybody have like do does anybody have a pressing summer camp story or church camp story that they want to talk about? I'm trying to think of mine. Well, just for some background um, information. So if y'all haven't picked up on it yet, Joey is my husband. Hope's one of our children, one of four, and we've been in the ministry for a long, long time and started in youth ministry. And so we've been in charge of a lot of youth camps. I grew up going to youth camps every year. My youth minister actually just yesterday celebrated 35 years in ministry. And he hasn't been the youth minister every time, but it was neat. He posted, you know, 50 pictures of the past. And so I was scrolling through those pictures and saw, you know, our 1991 trip to, uh, we used to always go to a camp up in Tennessee and stuff. And so we just had a lot of history with, Camps, summer camps. And so lots of stories over a lot of years. Mm-hmm. But that's the background, the backstory. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, specifically because there's so many stories that I feel like I could tell, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to narrow it down. Mm. Do you have one? Well, I got quite a few. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, along with being in ministry for so many years, my dad also like, traveled and spoke at camp, like summer camps. That's Mm -hmm. literally what you did for years. And so not only do you have some for like our church, but like just like you traveled and had stories. Yeah, it's, you know, there there was a time when church camps, youth church camps were really the thing. Believe it or not, they're not that much anymore. A lot of things have changed in student ministry and it makes, you know, it makes uh, for a lot of different schools of thought on it. And, uh, and so, but I have always been a huge proponent of it because I feel like it it's it's an opportunity for students to 
experience something they're not going to get anywhere else and um i think the reason that i i really locked in on student camps and really became a student camp speaker was just because of the the impact um that it made um when they got back home because you know everybody talks about student camps being oh kids go down there and they get fired up for god and then they come back and and they're all just all you're doing is creating hypocrites you know and uh and i didn't find that to be the case um i really I even now still run into to kids that that I you know saw or met at a student camp many many years ago or whatever, and they're married now, got kids, and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, like I can't believe I ran into you. I was thinking about you the other day. Remember at that camp, and I hear that a lot. Do you remember at that camp? You mm-hmm. know, and so you remember when we got three people and blobbed me, and I went you know sixty feet in the air, you yeah. know that kind of thing. Have y'all thought about blobbing? Actually, oh, did, did. <laughs> did <you? laughs> yeah. So you've covered a lot of ground we on this have, podcast. We have. We actually have. We've explained what a blob is. So yeah. if you if you don't know what a blob is, go back and listen. I think it was episode two we talked about it. It was either yeah. one or two. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think summer camps are important to a lot of people because it's a place where like walls come down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get a little too comfortable at summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, like. I've always I've always known camp to be the place that like if you walk into a, a youth ministry and it feels like nobody really knows each other everybody's just collectively coming to one place. Right. Summer camps where like family mm-hmm. happens, like it community really, really happens. Yeah, and I heard a guy say one time that uh, when especially when it comes to students that spirituality is silence, and and so like in a child's life they've got so many things going on you know they've got ball schedules they've got family schedules they got friend things they're doing and it's just their life is constant noise and so a camp actually is kind of a getaway to to break the noise and and it gives them an opportunity to be silent and I know that sounds funny because I've never been on a student camp that was silent but <laughs> yeah. you know um, a little rowdy sometimes but we I mean we but that's where the whole idea of because at our camp we just did a thing called silent sounds and it's basically going out on the beach and you sit there for 30 minutes and you're not allowed to be on your phone. You know, you know, you just don't, you, you have to be at least 20 yards from the next person and you just sit there and, and watch the waves come in. And for 30 minutes, you know, you, you have a little devotion, but you know, most kids are just like staring at the ocean and, but it's a win right there because you're given, kids you're giving them uh, pockets of silence and that's really what student ministry is overall is giving them a chance to be silent and be still and know that god is god you know and so yeah. so camps are great but in that in that regard and we've seen god move in kids lives tremendously but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you don't have funny stories it doesn't mean you don't right. have <laughs> you, you put a bunch of kids in one place it's over yes you know and uh so there's there's, there's quite a quite a few. <laughs> one of my favorites, this is not from this weekend, but one of my favorite things, and I say favorite, and I don't mean it, um, things is when a camp decides to do a talent show. Here we go. So you have a good talent show story. I do. Go ahead. <laughs> I, you need to tell it. It's so funny. Is this the I can only imagine? It is. I feel like mm. I have more than one talent show story, but... <laughs> That one's funny. So years ago, we were doing a joint camp. It was Joey's Youth Ministry along with two other youth ministries. We all decided to go together and do a camp together. And we had this 
talent show. And normally what you're thinking is that it's going to be funny. The kids are going to get up there and do, you know, silly kind of like skills or lip sync to some song. But this, so we, this is several years ago. And this one particular camp, the kid was not in our youth group. And he was going to lip sync to I Can Only Imagine. Here we go. And so it's not really the whole atmosphere to make it a worshipful moment. Well, somebody probably just did like jump on it right before yes, him, you yes, know, a dance routine to it. Yeah. Or they did that, you know, just some goofy skit. And yeah. so then this kid wants to do a lip sync and choreography too. I can only imagine. The problem is we had, well, first of all, we had it set up similar to like an American Idol type setting where I was a judge and I, so I was supposed to be like the Paula of the, of the judges and then we had another guy who was the Simon and then you know I think Joey was guest judge um Dale Hunt Jr. It was just goofiness. <laughs> goofiness. The whole night was supposed to be You goofy. see that now, right Aaron? You yeah. see that? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's just staring at me. You do kind of look I like Dale Hunt Jr. <laughs> so this kid gets up there to do choreography and lip sync to I can only imagine, but the problem is his pants were unzipped <laughs> and he was very theatrical a lot eyes of, closed uh, hands raised yes to the sky. Uh, and so the whole time we're sitting there going oh no oh no this is bad how do we stop this it's like a train wreck. what do we do we've got to stop it but also protect this kid that he's not humiliated in front of everybody but too late because he is yeah <laughs> and yeah. so he goes through the whole song which is actually very long Longer than you think. Um, um, I can only imagine when this. <laughs> and so, thankfully, his youth minister mm. was the Simon of yeah. of the the judge the judge panel. And at the end, he said, "Well, I have nothing left to imagine. Thank you for that." <laughs> I have not seen a talent show in a long time. That's kind of gone. I've, I've banned like yes. any t- any summer camp that I am on any kind of leadership for. I'm always like, listen, we can't be doing no talent yeah. shows. So. It's a big no. Kids don't know. Secondhand embarrassment is a big thing for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't have sat through so, that. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about your because you you went to summer camp every year. Yeah. So, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Every year for like five years, I guess yeah. ninth grade through twelfth, and then. I lied about my age one last time to get in. Um, <laughs> Such a Christian thing for you yeah. to do. Um, he just loves the Lord. See, my youth camp was interesting because, first of all, I grew up Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. So I went to Church of God youth camp, which in itself is very interesting. Um, but we also have like a the Alabama Church of God has a place like property where they have their youth camps mm. and um I don't know it was there there's so many different stories but I will say that like c- kind of like Joey was saying earlier youth camp is a great place to go to like grow in the Lord yeah but I mean I'd be lying to you if I said that was my main focus the whole time <laughs> that I was at youth camp <laughs> what <laughs> was your main focus Aaron I mean having fun uh-huh there were pretty girls there, there. it is there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was an idiot teenager, just like everybody else. Oh, my gosh. No, but I mean, I don't know. Like Joey said, there's definitely things that 
it obviously shaped me. I mean, yeah. I feel like mm. I'm doing pretty good these days. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't always my main focus, you know, growing in the Lord. Sure. But well, um, and also tell them about your sleeping arrangement. That got me in brownie. Oh yeah. Um, there's there's like a ton of we we call them cabins. It's not like you go to the Gatlinburg and there's cabins there. Right. It's like just four walls with about fifteen bunk beds shoved in there. <laughs> yeah. And air hot, conditioner, no. Yeah, there's okay. like a little window unit in yeah. there. That's um, good. Always on the lowest setting. Of course. Always. <laughs> Yeah, somehow it's 59 degrees in there. And yeah. you, everybody's fighting for the bottom bunk. Yeah. Nobody wants top. No. Nobody. And now it's not. Except the weird kids. So for some reason, the weird kids want If you're top a top bunk kid, we we love you. <laughs> you're weird, though. You're weird, though. <laughs> so, But you were saying it's not like your church took a group and it was your church camp, right? Right. It was just all kids. Yeah, no, like literally the entire Church of God, mm-hmm. like. Denomination, kid, yeah, kid, the, the entire kids, denomination, yeah. like all come to Camp Utopia is what it's called. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, whenever <laughs> I'm I look back, I love it. I, I never, I, it. I never thought it was funny until I said it to y'all the yeah. other day, and I was like, "That's a funny name, <laughs> yeah, it Camp is. Utopia." It, it does exist. It's not even, it's not even that funny of a name as much as it is coming from you, yeah. who yeah. was so serious that you were like, "Yeah, Camp Utopia." Me and Brian were like, "Um, <laughs> <laughs> all my life, that's just what it was called." <laughs> yeah. You know? Is um, it still called that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. Camp Utopia. Get it. It's up in old Springville, Alabama. Nice. But yeah, the entire denomination, um, not through 12th graders come. And so that's like the senior camp and then there's junior high camp and whatever. Gotcha. But um, yeah, was, I mean, honestly, it was a ton of fun every so year. So did you, were you successful in uh, a summer camp love? Uh, No, mm. no. None of them ever stuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is what it is. It is you win what it some, is. you lose some. <laughs> There's a lot we, of players at camp. I out think we there. had a few a few people this weekend, and that's one of my favorite things to do is when we go on a summer camp. I'm always like, who likes who? I like to play but that see, little the, game. The fun I'm thing like, about who likes who? the fun thing about ours though is, yeah, I forgot about everybody in our youth group. Yeah, mm. I was going to. Oh, I yeah. I going to make friends with other people. Yeah. Like people I've never met All the before. new prospects. Yeah. So how like, do you feel you about a long-distance relationship? Yeah. <laughs> we only live 20 minutes away from each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this could work. This could work. I tried my hardest to, to nix any summer like beach camp romances going on. We actually did separate... Vans like we had a girls' van and then we had two boys' vans. It would have been your worst nightmare. Oh gosh, (laughs) we but the thing is, is we had way more guys than we did girls, and so I just hated to put four girls on a van with you know 15 passenger van. Yeah, and so we kept them separated, and then um, we I kept telling them up front, I said, Hey, this we're not here to hook up, all right, we are here to grow as a family. Mainly, mainly because I teach senior, every mom in the world. I, yeah, for real. I teach senior high girls, and then my sons are the senior high boys. So I'm just like, just don't. Just yeah. Just go to camp. <laughs> Quit trying to, you know, make anything happen. Mm-hmm. So, which I mean, they did. I mean, they were doing a fine job. the The problem is, is we were on a campground, like a a beach campground. And so we weren't the only ones there. And so there were some college girls, and I think some of our senior high guys were 
Yes. Had, had dreams of grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was walking outside playing like like love songs on his speaker, oh. like trying to get their attention. Trying to get noticed. He literally walked around with his own theme music. Yeah, he yeah. did. He just had a, what it was it, a beat spill or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite, though, is when he came up, because we had like a America-themed USA night, and he came up with the Top Gun theme song. And he was like, this is my theme song. And everybody was like, yeah, that's a good movie. You seen that movie? And he goes, nope, never seen it. And <laughs> like, he, he was playing the, that was his theme song. Yeah. And he's never even seen the seen movie. The movie. Uh, so I, I respect it, though. You, I mean. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's so. very true. <laughs> so true. That's so true. I tell you, though, the the minute that the the air got left out of the room, because we have a lot of athletes in our, in our uh, youth group. And so, like, and they think they're big and bad, you know, because they're very confident. Senior, yeah, very confident guys. Um, and we were sitting there, we were eating, and you share your, like, your meal times with other people. It's like a group dining hall type yeah. thing. And uh, a, a very large group of campus outreach football players walked in. I mean, <laughs> we're talking no one under six feet. Like, no one. Giants. I mean, huge guys. And they walk in. And of course, like all the guys were like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> it was so funny. All the girls were immediately distracted. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I think I need to go get another roll." <laughs> Where y'all are? <laughs> I've been wanting a roll. So funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. We had a lot of kids. Um, if you've ever chaperoned a summer camp, we have a lot of kids that buy things they shouldn't. Yes. Um, I remember one time on the way down. I was in the youth group when this happened. A kid spent all his money in the gas station on the way down to the summer camp. What did he buy? I forgot. Um, he he bought an alligator head because everyone should have one. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, they um, and, and petrified. Yeah, the petrified <laughs> yeah. alligator head. Yes. And because it was in a glass case, because anything in a glass case from a gas is, is going to be valuable at some later point. And and then he bought shot glasses. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, don't forget handcuffs and a back scratcher. Oh yeah, handcuffs and a back scratcher. <laughs> back scratcher. I will say he was going down the most popular kid, and uh, <laughs> everybody wanted to see his stuff. And but we were going to Orlando, and probably that was the three thing. monster drinks. Yes. So it's a long trip. It was his first time. He was a seventh grader. His mom had come up to me and was like, can you watch his money? I, You know, I'm afraid he's going to run out of money. And on the way down, this kid, I mean, literally this alligator head was like 50-something dollars. Well, he only had $100 for the whole trip, a week <laughs> at, in oh Orlando. And, and so we, so yeah, so we get down there and I told him, I was like, look, man, I said, you can't, I mean, a lot of your food's covered already, but... Man, you got to save money so you can eat on the way home. Like you're a long way from home, and you got fifty bucks. Um, I get it. You got an alligator head, but fifty bucks is all you got left. <laughs> and so, but the funniest part of the whole trip was, uh, I had one kid. You know, kids will tell on kids, especially oh, yeah. at camp. They'll be like, "Hey, you know, Pastor Joey, blah blah blah," and uh, and he was like, "You need to come." I'm not gonna say his name, but you need to come and see what he's doing. He literally, because he had bought like six or seven shot glasses, and he had Coke, and he was the bartender in his Stop. room, and was and kids were just like slamming Coke. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I, I was like, okay, we got to put a stop to this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. By the way, he didn't have 
he didn't have money on the way home to eat. So of course he didn't. But he had the alligator head. It did. Make I it hope to he the still house. has it. Like I hope it's still somewhere. This is probably twenty five years ago. I yeah. Think. I hope he is a grown up with an alligator head, like on a mantle on his somewhere. mantle. <laughs> I hope that. I hope so. Um, <laughs> speaking of kids giving kids stuff, we had a kid last year selling. Yes. Is it jello cups or pudding cups? Pudding cups. cups. He was taking pudding cups from the eating from the, hall? No. So, hall? again, we had mixed together three youth groups. Mm-hmm. And each night, each youth group was in charge of, like, a special snack. And so, our church, we were doing pudding cups. It was supposed to be a senior citizen night. And so, all the kids were dressed up like, I know you're loving this, Aaron. All the kids are dressed up as, like, Old people, and we had pudding cups as the snack. I thought it was a great idea at the time, mm. but anyways, like it. A kid from our youth group was taking the pudding cups that we had bought and brought for snack, and was selling them out of his room <laughs> to other students. He had a side business. I think he made a like, young entrepreneur. There. I know. Like we were sitting there, we were on a like a little crosswalk looking down, and we kept seeing this kid. Walking other kids to his room, they would stand outside the door. <laughs> He's he would, making friends. He would he would go inside, come back out, hand him a pudding cup, take some money, and we were like, "What? What? What's happening? What's going on down here?" I think he made like ten dollars. Actually, I mean, that'd get you like an ice cream, two ice creams yeah. at the gift the gift shop. Yeah, which we would have given them out for free. I know. You know, it was our <laughs> leftover actually from the night before. So it's fun. I do. I do have one just because I want to make sure I got this story in just because I, I think it's the epitome of what, what a camp can be for kids. Um, and it, a lot of times the camps have a lot to do with the youth pastor or the one in charge, like where they, what, what camp they pick, you know, now I know like with the church of God, it's easy. You're, you're all mm-hmm. going there. And uh, but for a lot of denominations, they don't have something like that. So it's just pick the venue, pick the place, you know. And a lot of times they'll 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 even bring in a worship band or they'll bring in a speaker. For, and that's what I did for many years. I was just a camp speaker, and I'd come in and leave or whatever. And um, and on this one particular camp, um, I I mean, first of all, let me say this: you you get different venues. Some of the venues that I stayed in were super nice, and they gave me. Uh, a house on the beach that slept 25 people and I had it all to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a real nice setup. And so you like those and get a little spoiled. But then, then there are those times when you're like, where in the world am I at? What am, you know, what has this youth pastor, you know, got me into? And there was this one particular camp. uh, It was in another state and it was, um, I had no idea but he didn't really give me any kind of instructions or whatever. Just just come and speak to our kids, and and I've got a worship band ready to go, and we're just going to do worship every night. And and I don't need you during the day; just be there at night to you know to preach. And so anyway, I showed up at this camp, and I was like, "What in the world?" And what it was was it was um, I remember what it was called. It was Camp Eaglehead, and that should have been my first clue, but it was a Boy Scout camp that. Uh, um, you know, had a lake. It had these little bungalows, you know, that you sleep in and and all these different, you know, and, and it had a big kind of, you know, building that was a concrete slab and, and it had a little kitchen to it. And that's where you do your worship and everything. 
The only pro- problem is, is, is these bungalows, they were open air. Does that make sense? Yeah. They were, mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't, they had, there was a wall, I but there was, hate it. there was an opening in the bottom. There was an opening at the top and then there was mesh, you know, walls. <laughs> it was open air. It was like sleeping in a tent, so to speak. That would be great if this camp was during the summer. This was in February. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! February. I'm thinking summer's a bad idea cold. too. This we youth pastor, like a mild anybody? Fall. March, yeah. April. <laughs> this <laughs> youth pastor's idea to fix that problem was he bought heaters to sit in the middle of each bungalow that were kerosene heaters. Which, by the way, anything flammable with kids yeah. not a good idea. Because here's the problem: because it was open air, all the heat was going up into the ceiling and going out the hole. So it was not heating the bungalow at all. So these kids had a great idea. We'll just put mattresses over it to keep the heat low. And uh, they about burnt theirs down. It it burnt the mattress. The mattress caught on fire. So that was one. Uh, The girls didn't sleep in the bungalows. They actually got the big house with, you know, with the, uh, you know, everything. And it was great, except there were no beds. So the girls had to sleep on hard concrete. Mm -hmm. The whole time. That's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. No, this is y'all, y'all gonna love the the ending of the story. So, so the bathrooms they were open air too. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> it's a tree. <laughs> oh no, it, it had four walls, but it did not have a roof at all. Oh no. And the <laughs> toilets. There was no plumbing. There was there there was no any kind of commode or anything of that nature, it was trash cans. And um, oh, no. let me tell you something. This camp was so awful. Like the, the, the worship guy and myself, we became best friends. And that's when I met Matt Jackson for the first time. So, oh, that's right. oh, man. So, that's right. so me and Matt became really good friends. You want to know why? Because we could not sleep in those conditions. We had just come from a beach house. Or, you know, so yeah. now we're sleeping in this condition. We, sl- we went to Dollar General, and we didn't even have pillows or blankets because normally that stuff's taken care of for us. We, we had to go to Dollar General. We bought, we bought uh, bags of cotton and put our t-shirts over it for pillows. And, uh, and <laughs> we literally, you'll like this, Aaron, we slept in the, we, we had an SUV, so we slept inside the SUV. And we had it timed where it was so cold, we would, uh, we would crank the car and have the heat going. And then we'd, we'd fall asleep and have our alarm set. We'd wake up in about two hours. It'd be so hot in there. We'd turn it off. And then we'd set our alarm again for two hours and we'd wake up and it's so cold. You could see your breath and we'd crank the car back up. So this is how we survived each night, right? And um, so anyway, at the end of camp, this youth pastor had the gall to ask me and Matt, so what'd y'all think about camp? Oh, no. (laughs) And I mean, I looked at Matt and I said, you want to go first or me? Yeah. (laughs) And we let him have it. Well, go ahead. I was about to say, you got to take care of the person who's you know, spreading the gospel to your kids. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, so And leading worship. Yeah, and I can show you scripture where it says to take care of those that... Okay, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so honestly, uh, we let him have it. And mm-hmm. you can imagine, we're like, how in the world could you put yourself in these kind of conditions? And and by the way, the, the kids and the parents were hideously mad at this youth pastor. Yeah. Like, 
apparently they have been in bougie top camps and this come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He was a new youth pastor. I was say, that must have been his first year. Eric, there yes. you go, Eric. You <laughs> got it. It was his first time. That boy walked into it, didn't even know what that's what we that's what we were going, you know, that's what we were thinking. Well here's here's the end of the story. Um at the last night of camp, um God fell a response time had taken place and that invitation lasted about eight hours hmm. and kids, nobody, it was just kids sitting in the presence of God. It was powerful. Right. And, uh, and I went up to the youth pastor and I was like, man, that's us that, you know what that shows me that we can, you can put people through these kind of conditions and yet God can still reach them. And he looked at us and he goes, Oh, that's not why I, why I did that. And I went, what? He goes, he said, yeah, we picked this camp on purpose. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, we knew this was going to be bad. We knew this was going to be an awful camp. He said, but when I first came to this church, all these kids were, they hated each other. They fought. They, he said, there was so much drama. He was like, and I thought to myself, well, I'm the new guy. I can take it. He specifically picked this camp, the worst camp on planet Earth. And here's what his reasoning was. He said, he said, for the first time, everybody was mad at one person <laughs> instead of each other. Hmm. And that youth group healed and became a strong family. And so, by the way, they never went back to that camp. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I say, and that, I would not enough. recommend that to any because there's probably somebody listening right now that's maybe a youth pastor. It's like, ooh, that's a good idea. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's not a good idea. <laughs> not guaranteeing that's gonna work for you, bud. But but I mean, it, it, to me, that just shows you the power of youth camp. Even a youth pastor can use something like that yeah. as a tool to bring people together. So that's kind of one of my m- more favorite yeah. camp stories. That's good. You did tell me this past week, though, that uh, you did <laughs> you did wake up one time. They had you a cot in the worship room, which was also the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And so you yeah. woke up in the morning and kids were lined up for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Had that bad hair going, you know. <laughs> what, are we, what are we having for breakfast, guys? <laughs> oh, literally, yeah. They they were lined up right next to me. Yeah, so <laughs> be so awkward. I know. Man, that would be awkward. Gotta love That's camp. Funny though, yeah. yeah and I, I think I would say that y'all could um, probably talk to the Church of God and rent out Camp Utopia, but. Uh, Oh, I think man. that there is a rule that you have to speak in tongues too. Oh, to use their camp. okay, uh-uh. okay. <laughs> well, I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, been praying, but I yeah. do think, and that was one thing when we were planning the podcast. That's what one thing Trent was talking about was emphasizing to our listeners how important it is to invest in our teenagers, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times. The older you get, you know, you kind of look at them and you're like, oh, they're obnoxious and I don't understand them. But they really are the ones that are targeted the most. Mm. They have to go through so much at too young of an age. And so we've got to be pouring into their lives, giving them that solid foundation to build upon. And, yeah, they're going to they're not perfect. They're going to mess up. But what better way to teach them? what to do, where to go, who to run to when they do make those mistakes and stuff. And so it's a passion and has been for our family for a long time. But I think if you're a listener and you're, you know, somewhat inspired, I guess, 
go to your go to your church and see where you might could uh, get involved somehow. Youth ministries are always looking for ladies that would want want to serve, and men, especially men that would be there as just like that manly presence, you know, for events or even just how can I pray for your youth ministry and you know what can I do type thing because it does make a difference, you know, yeah. it's very vital. Well, you always say whoever wants the next generation will have them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think that it's important to make sure that they know that. This door is always open. So, well, our all our hearts, we feel like we got all our summer camp stories out. I could go for hours more, but <laughs> uh, but I think we need we need to cut it here. But I appreciate you coming and talking and hanging out I with us. It. Yeah, yeah, we do miss Trent, but I mean, I'm biased. This is a nice it's little, a nice little change. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. Bye.